We review every Bare Naked Ladies song alphabetically from 7 to Y. And joining us tonight, we have... Aaron. And we also have with us, for I, I'm really happy, and I, and I know Aaron is extremely happy, we have with us this week the wonderful comedic singer Richard Cheese. Uh, he's well known, he's got a ton of different albums out there. Um Thank you for joining us, Richard. Well, thank you. Yes, hello, Mr. Cheese. No, no relation to Mayor McCheese, I assume. Aaron. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Should we should we call you Richard? I, I, I assume, I'm just going to assume we should call you Richard. Um, so, thank you for coming on our program. It is a genuine honor for you to come on. You know, I always listen to your podcast, and it's really great to finally meet you. And to be here in person. So thank you so much for inviting me. I'm a big fan of your work. I am contractually obligated to compare you to Black Velvet Flag, a comedy lounge act which covered songs by punk bands, perhaps most famously institutionalized by suicidal tendencies. I think that's enough, Aaron. I don't want to annoy our guest. Annoy him? Jeez, I was praising him. Well, nobody likes a sycophant. Harsh. So what do you have for albums out there that people can go out and buy? Well, we have a bunch of CDs. And, oh, oh, excuse yeah. me one second. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I should have turned my yes, ringer off. Hello? What? Who's Lamborghini? What? Oh, sorry. Who's Linguini? All right, all right. Which hospital? Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 Okay. Hey, so sorry to cut this short. There is a, an emergency, uh, something about pasta and a caulking gun. I'm not sure what's going on, but I've got to go. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Don't forget to buy my CDs at shop.richardcheese.com. Thank you. By the way, it is so weird that you have a giant creaking wooden door in your podcast studio. Maybe get some WD-40 for that. Thanks again. See you later. I think you scared him off, man. What? You compared him to Black Velvet Flag. That's like saying that Pink Floyd is better than Fish. I mean... What? What? I don't need this, Tracy. I... Uh, no, Aaron. No, Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Alright. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, oh. You know... Jeff always said... Hey, hey, Jeff? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Um, I know you said that, like, you would come in in a pinch if you if we really needed you. I, I really need you tonight. Aaron has walked out. Richard Cheese left the studio. Oh. Um... Aaron, Aaron left in a huff. Um, so I, I'm hoping that, that you would be willing to join me tonight. I am kind of known as Richard Cheese's second fiddle, so that, that I... <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I can jump in here. That's good. He, he walked out on us, so I'm going to say you're better than Richard Cheese. You know, I'll, like, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> so, I, I've sold almost as many albums as him. <laughs> or not or not or not but you know or not okay <laughs> maybe number of albums total and not not per like each album yeah, maybe, right maybe that way you know it's kind of yeah. it's kind of weird actually i was uh i was sitting by my by my uh, computer just waiting hoping that richard cheese would actually cancel so I, oh really I, that, they, that's what happened yeah i put the kids to bed i'm like you know what i'm gonna be ready for this in case you know richard cheese does bail because it's happened before, you know, where I've I've had to be his second fiddle, so I was ready to go. You weren't by any, and this might just be a conspiracy theory. I might be totally out on in, in left field here. You weren't by any making chance making a phone call just before I called you. I uh, I might have been actually, but <laughs> hmm, I don't know. Things aren't adding up here, Jeff. 
<laughs> so, Jeff, do you know what song we're covering this week? I have no idea, actually. I'm just, I'm so ready to go. You know, I'll just jump in on anything. You know, I, you, you should probably and, know we're we're covering "Get in Line," the the bare naked ladies co- song that they wrote for uh, King of the Hill. Everybody open your mouth. Everybody just say Okay, um, at, that's actually one of my favorites. I will, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board for this. Great, great. Um, so as you probably know, they wrote this for the King of the Hill soundtrack. Yes. They were they were asked to write this. Um, it, they also released it as a single and a five inch promo album. Um, but then they also added it onto the disc one all their greatest hits album later on. Right. One of the only two reasons that I actually bought that album, because I had all the other songs already, that I didn't have this one. Right. Um, it reached number 18 in Canada and was number 28 on the U.S. Billboard Top Adult Top 100. Uh, or, sorry, Top 40. Um, so it's, it's really interesting that they decided to do this song. I don't know if they were big King of the Hill fans. They've never come out and said it, but... The song is specifically written about Dale. Yes. Yeah. And to, to have a I mean, they never mention him in the song, but it, we'll get into it when we get to the lyrics. But the song is very, very specific about being about Dale. Right. And definitely the, the references are there. I mean, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's odd that um, the this is one of those songs. So Stephen Page and Ed Robertson wrote the words to the song. But the music is actually given credit to Paige, Robertson, and Cregan. Right. We don't see that very often. Usually you just consolidate who helped write this rather than splitting those things up. Right. You get the Paige, Robertson credit, and then that's pretty much it. Or, or you get maybe a Hearn or a, or a Cregan uh, in there. But yeah, in this case, yeah, they split it up. So there are some really cool facts that I was able to pull up online um, about this song. Uh, first of all, in the liner notes for Disc 1, All Their Greatest Hits... Uh, Stephen has this to say. I think this one might stretch the definition of greatest hits as the King of the Hill soundtrack from which it comes has only sold about three and a half copies worldwide. However, it does have a video that features cartoon versions of us and it does have the glamorous distinction of having been written in the dressing room in Köln, which is in Germany, and a hotel room in Copenhagen, Denmark. Um... And so we can actually, for one of the few times in BNL history, pin down the actual times that they wrote this song. Right. Because they were in those cities on June thirtieth and July first of nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> you sound like a forensic scientist right now. <laughs> we know exactly where they were, based on the evidence. Um, I, I was not was I was not trying to follow them at the time. <laughs> I was. I can. There's no proof that maybe I was outside their windows watching I, them I, do this. Ironically, ironically, I, I believe it was July 10th that the PFA was issued on you, wasn't it? There's no proof of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there may be proof, but you'd have to go into the old archives to find that. You were going no, through. The, you were going through their trash, weren't you? I would never do that. I reference the line no. to the. I reference the line to the song. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. I like that. One. Um, In your trench you coat. On... Oh, I was I was totally wearing black a totally black outfit. Right, the whole thing, right. whole way through. Yeah, I, I, I. Oh, I mean, I may have been. I may have been. Uh, and I, and I, if I were to do it, and I didn't do it, but if I were to do it, I would totally be wear, like following and walking behind a cardboard tree. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's the only way to do it right. Yeah. So on the fan boards, (laughs) there were three major facts that they put out there. Tyler Stewart has mentioned the recording of the song was the first time the band used Pro Tools in order to do the drum fills in the post-production. Okay. Um, I was really hoping that Aaron would have stuck around tonight to hear that because I think he would have been all over that. Um, Because Pro Tools is a... Industry standard software for digital recording, and and we're he's always kind of hinting at the drum fills being used, being electronic and filled in by by computer. So, right. oh, Aaron, you walked out on me, bud. 
Um, maybe he'll come and, back. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll walk back he's, in. He's and give us he's really heard about breakdown. the whole Richard Cheese thing, though. But you know, <laughs> he is. He's very disappointed. <clears throat> I think he's standing outside the the window right now watching us, honestly. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second fact. An episode of the podcast recorded during the Bare Naked Ladies Are Me sessions uh, during a segment called What Were You Thinking When You Wrote That Song? Stephen and Ed both mentioned that the song's main guitar rift was originally written for a cover of Stay by Oingo Boingo. What? That was recorded for a movie soundtrack, but they never released it. Um, and then the band started using it for their cover of Duran Duran's Rio during live shows before they finally decided to use it for this. They just had a random rotating guitar solo that was just floating through covers? Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> one of these, da- one of these days, like- boys, we're going to use this for something. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. <laughs> but yeah. that makes it be conspiracy. It may not be true. Right. Um, if, and then if some, the if some random fact, animated Fox show comes calling, we're going to be ready. <laughs> it's not like they hadn't worked with Fox already on that's, animated. That's or, true. Or, that's or, true. For their TV. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then number three, according to Steve in the video's commentary on Bear Lake and Nadies, and I didn't mispronounce that. Right. His own caricature, he thinks, looks more like Howie Klein and Ed's looks more like David Kahn, who are both producers employed by Reprise Records at the time. Okay. So random facts about this song as given by Ed and Steven. Um, by the way, um, I actually do know this video very well, but when, uh, when uh, you recently sent me the link um, to, uh, to the video, uh, it's not working, on, at least on my phone. I wasn't able to open it. It said the, oh. vi- it said the video was not available. That so is I don't, interesting. I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but... Let me see... If I can put it into my web browser right now and make this it was on my this was on my phone when I tried to open it uh, recently. So the song is about conspiracy theories. It is, yes, yes. And I'm wondering if someone doesn't want us to watch this. I'm wondering if it's if it's. I wonder it's, if it's all been done. Podcast has gone about behind the scenes somehow, and and made it so that this video doesn't work so we can't review it this week. I don't know why, but I blame the Illuminati. <laughs> Not the aluminum <laughs> The Illuminati. Nice. Okay, now, I've got it, I've got it too, yeah, okay, so. So, I, I think that It's All Been Done podcast must have done something to it during the week. So you briefly, briefly yeah, right. They, they must right. have had some idea that Richard Cheese, wait a minute. Richard Cheese walks out, you come in, like you couldn't see the video. I am going to write to them. There, I think that, that Saker has been up to something this week. Plus plus the, uh, the the random outgoing call from my phone to Richard Cheese. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm, uh, sorry, nothing. Wait a no, Nothing. Nothing. No? Yeah, no. Mm, no, no, no. I that thought was, I heard you say something. That was, like no, that. That, was, that was something else. That was. Uh, okay. That was, my, um, <laughs> that was my that was that was my phone call to David Duchovny. I apologize. That was oh, totally understand that. Right. I try to call him at least three times a day. The restraining order does not cover phone calls. It does not. Correct. No. Man, um, Stephen so, Stephen Page has some moves. By the way, I gotta. <laughs> I love his kicking. Let's get to the video. Like I love his kicks in this video. And and then, and then, and I'm sure we're gonna talk about this, but also in the uh, the the Juno Awards uh, video. Uh, the, oh. Juno, the Juno Awards when they did the song. I, I don't know how he does it. He moves the entire <laughs> moves the entire song and still doesn't miss a beat. No, and he's no. not sweating. No, no. How does he pull that off? If I was dancing like that, I would be totally like right. ripping. Yeah. So the video was directed by Phil Harder. Right. Phil Harder has done over 180 music videos. This was the first one he did for BNL, but he also did Pinch Me, Too Little Too Late, You Run Away, Testing One Two Three, and Another Postcard. All amazing videos in my in my book. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Especially Pinch Me and Another Postcard. Like in terms of telling a story, those are great right. videos. Um. But he's also done videos especially, for especially, Matchbox. Especially Pinch Me, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he's also done videos for Matchbox 20, Liz Fair, Prince, Incubus, Hilary Duff, 
Um, Foo Fighters, Cranberries, Lisa Loeb, Chainsaw and Kittens. Bobby McFerrin. Hmm? He did a he did a video for Chainsaw Kittens. Oh, I don't know that was. I I, I don't. Many other bands I didn't recognize the name of. No, I'm looking through the list right now, actually. But yeah, <laughs> like this is a very storied career. Like he he's done a ton of stuff. Oh, Cranberries too. Yeah. Yeah, he did a Cranberries video. That's cool. And the Lisa Loeb one he did was her big one. Like right, I stay. Like, yeah, that... he did stay. Yeah. Oh, he did stay as well. So he did two of hers then, because he also did I do. Uh, so... he did. He did a Liz Fair song too. I'm a big Liz Fair song. Uh... He did. Yeah, nice. So, I mean, he's had a very storied career. This video was shown on the Bare Naked Ladies DVD, Bare Naked Nadies, as well as the King of the Hill Season 1 DVD um, as a special featurette. Right. Disc number three, which was specifically put forward for Dale Gribble. Absolutely. Um. So he, I like the video. There's some really cool little things if you stop and watch the video, if you're watching all the background stuff throughout this right. video. So at 53 seconds, Ed jumps up, spins, but almost knocks over his microphone while he's doing it, and he starts to laugh in the background. And Kevin sees this, and he starts to laugh, and then they cut just before before we can catch Kevin lose it. Right, so clearly we caught an outtake on this one. Oh, yeah. Um, and then at one ten, Steven steals Dale's cigarette and then plants an explosive in it. Right. But when but when he puts the packet back, he puts it to the wrong side. So he's putting the packet of cigarettes into the tree instead of into Dale's pocket, and Dale pulls them out of his pocket. Yeah, I'm on, yeah, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone messed up on that one with the animation. <laughs> Or with the right. or with the direction, something happened there. Um, and then at three I, minutes and thirteen seconds, Ed's doing kicks again, falls down onto his microphone stand. Right, like this is full of outtakes, but they don't care. They're having too much. fun. I think they were, yeah, they were just having too much fun making it. And uh, and and I'll get to that when I talk about the, when we talk about the song. I mean, I'll I'll talk about my feelings about this song, and it kind of goes along with that actually. But uh, I yeah. love the cartoon versions of themselves that they put in here. I love yeah. the the spy versus spy kind of feel that they got going on in the video. Right. Um, they're hiding behind the props, hiding under the in the underground bunker. Right. Um, if you don't watch King of the Hill, you're gonna miss a whole bunch of the little inroads and right. gags. Um, but it's hilarious. And, and the same with the song, the lyrics of the song, obviously. But yeah. Oh. Um, Jim just looks so cool on that double bass, though, by the way. <laughs> oh, he does. And he is rocking it out. He is rocking that double. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I think I think Aaron might be coming back in. Aaron, Aaron, come back in, please. 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 Thank, thank you. Can you please give us a breakdown of this song? Okay, let's break it down. Break down, break down, break down. Aaron's gonna talk about construction and time. Get In Line was recorded at precisely 124 beats per minute, which is interesting, fairly unusual for songs with Stephen Page, at least thus far in my experience. Uh, Seems like they used a click track for it, or perhaps electronic drums. It's in the key of E major. It's got this fun, bouncy, and funky groove, and I really dig it. It's built primarily around a fairly simple 1-4-5 progression. Oh, here we go again. What? Well, it seems like you say that in every other analysis. Well, I mean, it is a very common rock progression. It's sort of the building blocks of blues, and... Well, the next thing I know, you'll be comparing it to They Might Be Giants. Well, it's kind of quirky and fun, like a lot of their songs, but I don't know if I would compare... I mean, at least you didn't bring up overrated EO Head. What? You heard me. We don't blaspheme in this house. No, 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 you know what? I don't need this, Tracy. I, I don't have to take this kind of abuse from you. I've got hundreds of people dying to abuse me. You know what? Get in line, man. But I... Get in line. Why was there a door slam noise? Oh, uh, I'm, I may have insulted Aaron. Oh, man, that, that man holds a grudge, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't think I give him enough time to cool off. Uh, maybe he'll oh, come back later. Maybe he'll get in line. We'll I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> let's give him about oh. let's give him about four minutes or you know yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> so 
Jeff, why don't you tell me what you think about this song? Let's break it, break into like the feel of the song and what what you like and don't like about the song. So, full disclosure, when I had the chance to do this song, I've I've been on the show now. This is my third time, which I believe gets me the T-shirt. I, I think. think so. I, I think, think you have the honor. Right, point. right. This is my third time on this show, and uh, and, and I knew this song was coming. You're up, up there with Tom Hanks, Steve Martin. I'm, I'm get, yeah, right. I'm, I've reached that SNL level of hosting or co-hosting or allergically scaring off the rest of the the bnl podcast crew um or something but um no no there I, are people out there that think that they're that you're allergic to michelle and i it is not true that is just conspiracy i am not allergic to michelle i think michelle is allergic to me but <laughs> not not the. I, I think that's a conspiracy too oh, you got the sarasota guy again achoo but anyway <laughs> Um, no, but sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> but I was excited about this one. Um, and and I've talked uh, previously about um, my love of being now and, and how I got into them. And I'm definitely a lyrics guy. That's what I do. I do lyrics. And for me to get into a song, it's got to just be um, something I can connect to lyrically or that I think is lyrically genius or or something musical. I'm not a big um. Uh, my wife and I think I've mentioned this too. My wife is definitely a catchy person. If a song is catchy, she likes it. I typically am not that person. I've got to find something to it to enjoy it. And uh, B and L never disappoints on that level. Um, this song for me is different. I don't know if I would say that it has that absolute B and L awesome, profound lyrics thing. I don't know musically if I would say that. But God, I love this song. Absolutely, well, I, it's not profound. No, they it's do just do a lot of play on words, a lot of fun with with kind of referencing Dale throughout this whole thing. Right, and I and I um, it was early on in my uh, love of BNL that I got the greatest hits album. I like I said, I think I got into them around the time Maroon was out. Um, I'm, I'm positive Maroon was my first album. I got Stunt. Um, I think Greatest Hits was my third album before I really delved back into. Um, you know, uh, Gordon and, uh, you know, maybe you should drive in the early stuff and born on a pirate ship. But, um, so I think greatest hits was my third album. And this song came on to this day. I, if I'm driving and if I put this song on the windows go down, um, and I'm jamming out, I absolutely love it. I was a King of the Hill fan. And, um, I just, there's just something about this song that gets me every time I, I love it. Um, so wait, are you are you saying that when you hear this song, you're dancing in your car? I am dancing in my car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is one. This is one of those songs that makes me full on start a crash dance craze. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't heard it yet, go out and buy the album because "Dancing in the Car" is one of the great songs that's on it. I uh, I would love to talk about that. We're in the middle here. I would love to talk about the creation of that <laughs> song because that song was never supposed to happen. But yes, "Dancing in the Car" is a song on my album um, uh, "Deep Fried Superhero," which is on available on Bandcamp and <laughs> iTunes and Spotify. <laughs> Uh, it's a parody of Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark, and it's, it's, it's a fun, fun song. Much like Get in Line, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, lyrically, like, like, don't get me wrong. This has probably my favorites. One of them, I don't want to say my favorite. I mean, the flag has so many great lines in it. Um, you know, Brian Wilson has so many great lines in it. By the way, I loved your tweet recently. Um, oh, about Brian you. Wilson, that was amazing because Brian, we, <laughs> you can't be a BNL fan and not love Brian Wilson. It's um, but <laughs> that that said, all the the amazing lyrics they've done, this has to have probably one of my favorite stanzas they've ever done, ending with whatever could they want from me? Is it just a part of a giant government conspiracy? I got to go see my doctor about this itchy pentagram shaped rash. <laughs> absolutely brilliant comedic line it's so so good (laughs) like and it fits like they're not just grasping for rhymes here like it fits everything that's going on it fits i'm sure someone's rummaging through my trash you know as a lyricist you know where are you gonna go with that rhyme i know that when i write lyrics um i've got some songs i'm working on the second album right now and um, I'm really happy with some of the rhymes I've come up with and some of the jokes. Um, and, and I do it on my first album, I hope. 
But um, you know, trying to come up with what what's not a rhyme that you're gonna expect? Because we, I, I, whether you do it consciously or subconsciously, when you're listening to a song and you know it's gonna rhyme, you're like, okay, I know what rhyme is gonna follow here. Right. Trash and pentagram shaped rash is not a line you would ever have expected to come out of his mouth. No, you might see rash coming, but you're not going to see the pentagram shape. You're rash. not going to, no, you're not going to see that whole subversive uh, conspiracy theory, supernatural, uh, just brilliant. And and even just the, um, and I know it's a, it's a syllable filler, but itchy uh, just adds to it. The itchy oh. pentagram shaped rash. <laughs> Such a great lyric. and <laughs> That is one of my favorites. Yes. And, and and truthfully, um, when you know when I knew you were when this song was coming up on the uh, podcast, because um, I've been following along with where you are in the alphabet and everything, and I knew the song was coming up. You know, as soon as you mentioned it, I don't know if I've listened to it in the last few months, um, but as soon as I knew it, literally the last week or so, I've been walking around singing this song. <laughs> you know, I'm wa- I'm walking through work. I, I work. Uh, when I'm not, uh, you know, when I'm not making music and all that good stuff, um, I work at a, uh, a a day facility for uh, disabled adults, and uh, I'm I'm walking down the hallway. Everybody, open your mouth, and I'm just everybody, just say ah ah. And actually, someone stopped, and they're like, "I love that song," and I'm like, "You're my new best friend at work. You're you know you know B and L's getting line. We're now besties at work." So. Well, and they don't do Beach Boys, Surfer, the the 50s Surfers type sound very often. Right. But it really right. fits so well with this song. Like, it, it's a happy-go-lucky song about conspiracy. It's it's about a dude who's literally losing his mind. Yeah, it's about, it's, it's about paranoia, but it's a fun paranoia. And I'm, I know, I'm into that. I like the dark stuff. I'm an X-Files fan, and... Uh, um, you know, I like, uh, you know, um, you know, Rockwell, somebody's watching me, I think until now was probably the, the quintessential paranoia song. And, um, oh. this song just, just nails it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and one of the great things it does is so you have this really, really poppy chorus, but the verses take it down a step again and you're almost dragged into his like confidence. Right. And he's kind of look. You almost have to feel like waiting for the video before the like I ever saw the video. You're waiting for to see the person go, uh, looking back and forth to make sure no one's listening, and then kind of pulling you in and giving them giving you your his his view on the world. Yeah, you're you're paranoid by proxy. Um, paranoid by proxy might be the theme of my next album, actually. But um, yeah, paranoid by proxy. I like that. That's a Great I like that. Name. That was just completely random, but you yeah, keep I coming mean, on more often. You come up with these great you, ideas yeah. when you talk with us. Uh, yeah, actually, um, <laughs> for the for the album, for the second album, um, you did mention we we talked about the uh, chafing for the first time when I was first on, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to make this work somehow because the uh, second album is very experimental, and uh, and I, it's just I I just don't care what I put on there. I don't care, you know, who I'm going to impress. It's just it's it. This second album is gonna be for me, and hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully people are on board. I'm taking some crazy stuff to parody. I'm doing it in a very um un, kind of unusual way, and um and I actually have a few originals too. Um, but nice. I'm like yeah, but I'm like yeah, no, this chafing for the first time. I could make this fun, you know. I could I could do oh, a yeah. a rodeo bare naked lady song. All this is probably gonna get cut, but I don't care. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> But um, only but, if you wanted to. Well, we'll see. But yeah, but yeah, I definitely am working on that song. I, I will let you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. But uh, like you, you definitely are are on board with this guy's paranoia, and then he ropes you back in with that chorus. And oh um, my goodness! You know, and of course, it, the first time it's he's almost like someone's walking walking by, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta get back into a normal conversation. And I'm just gonna blare and and make these big." Big pronouncements. And I'm going to bring my boys, I'm going to bring my boys along. They're going to harmonize to my paranoia and it's going <laughs> to. Oh yeah. I love the harmonies in the background. The harmonies in the background and especially in the live versions where they actually add a few extra things because they have the, uh, everybody open your mouth, everybody, everybody, you know, they, they add that little <laughs> bit that's not on the studio version. Um, but the end of, I, yeah, I could just go on about this song forever, but the end of the second chorus too, cause you're already on board with the, uh, everybody open your mouth, 
everybody just that you're already on that but then you get the everybody get in line everybody turning cough and it's just so funny and that ah works so well for it right there you don't see it coming you don't see it coming and it's great it's fantastic and that's where you get your title too with the everybody get in line and uh it just works it's such an amazing and then don't get me started on that bridge <laughs> i like the bridge i don't quite know how it fit in. it's not their strongest bridge ever it's not. Like there's no. much stronger bridges. Yes, yeah. Um, it but does at the same time. It's a good bridge. But you're still on board with it because, like, yeah. like I said, this is one of those songs where, um, it just it shouldn't necessarily work. It's very much a B and L song. Like, unlike when we did, um, when we did uh, uh, previously when we did four minutes. But, um, you know, this is very much a B and L song. But it's not the same B and L song that we've had before. Um, but yeah, that bridge just. For some reason, it works, even though it's it's unusual lyrically. Now it says in here in the in the lyrics, it says so for the bridge. It says consult contemporaries if there are some to see. the The version of it I found because there aren't any like in any of the liner notes. There's no official lyrics anywhere, so people put their own lyrics up online. It says there really isn't anyone else who's in my lane. But that doesn't right. rhyme with any it, of the other stuff. Right. It sounds more like anyone who's in my league when I'm listening to it, which would rhyme more with C. I, I'm hearing, I hear league too, but yeah. Okay, good. It's not just me. I've not been singing it wrong all these years. Well, I may have been, but at least I'm not the only one now. Yeah, no, no. I think he went for the rhyme because the first two lines rhyme. It it right. sounds like it's going to be an A-A-B-B, basically, and it's not. Um you know, with myself and health, so that's where you think he's going to go, so that's unusual. Plus, I, I can't help but shake, and maybe this is a reference I only, I mean, I can't be the only one who gets this, but uh, Dictate a Memo to Myself really makes me think of the Simpsons slash They Might Be Giants line, uh, Memo to Myself, Do the Dumb Things I Gotta Do. I know it's probably unrelated, but it does make me think of that line, too, with the Memo to Myself, Do the Dumb Things I Gotta Do, you know. Um, yeah, but I, it could be. I, it, I mean, it wouldn't be beyond them. Right. So that le- so let's talk a little bit about Dale for a minute. Okay. This song was, <clears throat> I think, very much about Dale. Right. How much do you know about Dale and King of the Hill? Um, a decent amount. I have watched the show. So I, I can see where the... Um, I mean, def- definitely the conspiracy theory plays off. I mean, Dale was extremely... Um, you know, I don't want to say anti-government, but I guess that would be correct. But very suspicious of the government and... Um, oh, definitely. You know, constantly questioning everything. Very conspiracy theory oriented. So it the, the show, the, the song really uh, flows along with that. Well, and the part that really combines in well, especially with the video, um, that, that also matches in with Dale's uh, conspiracy, is that not only was he a conspiracy theorist... But whenever an actual conspiracy was going on around him, he would totally miss it. He was oblivious. Right. Yes. Which happens in the video over and over again and happens throughout the song right. over they, and over they play again. Off, they play off the fact that, yeah, he never quite sees. He's, he's basically the scully of the show. He never gets to see the evidence. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, so then he's also, the other thing that's really interesting that they put in the song, they changed it up a little bit, but... One of the big things for Dale is that his wife has been having an affair right, throughout pretty dec- much the whole entirety of the show. Over a decade, yeah. yeah. And he never catches on. Like, at no point in time has he ever caught on about this affair. Right. However, the one time that his father kissed his wife, and it was completely innocent, he was angry with him for 20 years. Right. So once again, completely oblivious to truth, but like he's so close. Right. <laughs> his wife is having an affair, just not with his father. Right. And his father, right. you know, it, it's really sad because his father was just trying to hide his homosexuality from Dale and turned around to kiss the closest woman who happened to be Dale's wife. Right. Yes. Um, and they, they and do they the do song. handle that storyline so tactfully too. I mean they, oh, they do it so yes. well. I'm glossing over, but both of those two storylines is handled really, really yeah, well. Like yeah. 
one of the amazing things about Dale is that he really does love and care for his family. Right. Um, his his son, he, who he thinks is his son, um, is not his son. Right. Um, and, you know, it, it's obvious to everyone but him that mm-hmm. it's not his son. Right. Um, because the person that his wife's having a friend, an affair with is one of his good friends um, who is of Native American descent and... It's very obvious. Right. Um, so <clears throat> he cares about his son so deeply. Um, is always doing everything for his son. Is always giving for his son. Um, and like I think that says a lot about Dale as well. Like he, he might be of a bit of a nutcase, but he's a very caring nutcase. Right. It's um, it's a lo- it's, it's really a lovable cast. Song. I mean, the whole cast is so lovable. Um. Oh, you yeah. know, they they handle the jokes well. I don't know why. Um, I, it's still totally off topic, but like the one joke that still always sticks out is um, uh, this is this is a weird one to reminisce about. But I just remember the toilet episode where uh, they were they were discussing the low flush toilets, and <laughs> and uh, I, I don't I, it my and I, and I think about it with my son too because my son is is. Uh, uh, he's he, his his. We're we're working on the whole bathroom thing, but the whole um yeah one more flush line that comes out when Bobby goes back into the bathroom. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but but the show was so smart. It was um, oh, yeah. it was so. I mean, it was uh, um uh, definitely compared to some of Lord's earlier work, which we're all familiar with. But um, what? yeah. But I mean, it was just what's it was a great show. Um. The characters were lovable, and I think that the song really plays off that. The video really plays off it. It does. It does. There's one more trait that they put into the, the song. There's one more trait that Dale has that he's full of contradic- contradictions. Right. Um, so there's another contradiction he has that, that they put into the song and constantly work it throughout the video. He's very boastful and outgoing with his schemes, but he also turns to a coward in the slightest sense of trouble. Um, and so it's like you get that in the lyrics of like, I'm trying to pretend that I'm relaxed, but I'm playing castanets with my knees. Um, and it's just, and then he's also like loves his family fiercely, but then is very shallow with his friends at times. And it's once again, like, I wish everyone I knew hadn't sold out to the man. So like they keep working these references in throughout the song. Right. So, um, interestingly, connecting to our interview with Dave Foley two weeks ago, the original character was supposed to be uh, voiced by Stephen Root, but okay. he felt it didn't fit him. Um, as he said, the character didn't fit him, and so he he backed down, and they had someone else voice it. Uh, but Stephen Root was on news radio with Dave Foley, right? So. And then, of course, the other thing that they're referencing in the song is that bowling is a huge part of uh, King of the Hill. Right. Um, the whole and lane, to the, Elaine's line. To the point that, yeah. like, national bowling tournaments are dedicated to King of the Hill. Right. So, and then, yeah, the, the line is, like, they, they put it right into the last verse. Like, every night at the lane, every, someone thinks they've got to find Beyond Me. Um that's not the right line. It has a fine bead on me, I think is supposed to be the correct word. <laughs> Once again, a bad lyric. <laughs> I don't know why they want to find I, beyond you. That doesn't make sense, but... No, I was actually... Um, I, I actually was uh, looking up something myself because I was curious, and I found something I didn't know, but the... Um, uh, well, I mean, I did know, but it drew the connection that Dale smokes the Manitoba cigarettes... Which are the yes. official brand of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and <laughs> yes. in the live Juno, um, uh, the live performance of "Get in Line" by Bare Naked Ladies. Of course, you have the Mounted Police there, the Mounties. Yes. So I just saw that little connection, which made me chuckle a bit there. <laughs> and if you watch that all the way to the end, oh, which is a wonderful! Little watch it all the way the to end. the end. Watch it to the end. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to give away what happens, but no, please I, go and watch it all the way to the end. It is wonderful. If you want to see B and L like you've never seen them before, watch. 
<laughs> it was so that's, much fun. That's what we'll say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's great. Um, I don't have a lot more to share about this song other than I just, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Yes. I, I Like I said, when, when I knew this one was coming up, I had to jump on board. And, of course, yeah, I'm going to keep trying to jump on board when you hit certain songs. But um, for... <laughs> For me, this one is the the fun BNL song. It's the one that it's just funny. It's 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 well written. It's a comedic song, and like I said, it's it's the one that um, if it doesn't make me think or feel, it's definitely the one that gets the windows rolled down and I start jamming every time. Right, and I think that's an important thing. Like this isn't the the Brian Wilson. This isn't the break your heart type of song. Right. This isn't for it's not, you. It's not the flag. You know. Right. This is the I'm going to have fun King of Bedside Manor type song. Right. Yes. Yeah. That is that is so. a good comparison. Right. And and they do. They play that dichotomy very well. Like we can go all the way to the silly end where we're a comedic band. We could go to this very serious end where we're going to wow right. you with our empathy toward toward these characters. Shopping is another example. Um, you know, yes. I mean, there's another example of just a fun song that's that's comedic. Uh exactly. Like this. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to say that tonight our uh, rating system is going to be, and I'm waiting for it to pull up, um, one of the characters on the show that I really, really enjoyed watching um, is one that you can very rarely understand, um, but he has one of the best names in the entire show, is Boomhauer. Right, yes. So, I'm going to ask, how many Boomhauers are we giving this song all right so let me switch over aaron 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 i'm sorry i called radiohead overrated especially with that really lame joke that i no sorry no that's me undercutting the apology aaron i'm sorry that i called radiohead overrated i don't even really believe that i just wanted to get a rise out of you Will you please come back in here for the end? I'll come back in the room. What room? But only because this is a great song and I want to give it my rating. I like this song as much as everything had changed. Hey, you know, it seems like things have changed here. The vibe definitely has become a lot more confrontational. Everything is strange. Anyway, I like it as much as everything had changed, but for very different reasons. That song is more contemplative and gloomy, so of course I love it. And this one is fun and bouncy, but it's just so well executed and catchy, especially that bendy guitar and bass line, that I couldn't really help but nod my head to the beat. I'll definitely be coming back for this one. I give Get In Line a solid 4.5 Boomhauers out of 5. Well, thank you, Aaron. I know I appreciate it. Thank you. And now I'm leaving. Why? We want you to stick around. I'm angry again for no reason. See you soon, everybody. (sighs) Aaron... No, he did not say that. Jeff, you tell him you didn't say that. I never said that. I, I would never. I would never. I would never say that. See, he no, he's better than Richard Cheese. Come on. Absolutely. <sighs> All right. Um, we don't have Michelle, but Michelle did send in. I've her... never. I've never. I've never seen a man carry so many six packs. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> he was setting. He, was like, he brought them hope in he's gonna for be us right. tonight to to celebrate the song, <laughs> knowing that that's what they drank on King of the Hill. And then he, right, I know. I know. He's he's gonna he's gonna down them all himself now. That's pretty impressive. Mm. I mean, give him yeah, credit. I mean, but wow, jeez, go go to it, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> good job. Um, mm. So while we're waiting for him to hopefully like finish those up. Um, Michelle, what do you, what do you think about this song? Hey guys, this is Michelle with my thoughts on Get In Line. I like the song. I've always liked this song. It's fun. Um, it's fun having Steven in there and I love the soaring bridge that Steven adds to it. Of course, that's one of my favorite aspects of the BNL songs is when he lets it rip on the bridge and just adds that he opens the door to the emotional window, I guess. But what I really loved about this song is the video. I've always been a King of the Hill fan and it's fun to see the guys from BNL interact with the characters from the show King of the Hill 
And it's fun how they do that because King of the Hill is an animated show. So the video is cool and it just shows their spirit of fun uh, and enjoyment of what they do or how they did back in the day. That's it. I don't have a lot to say about this song, except it's fun. The video is great and just adds another level to it. And I give this song a 3.75. All right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my thoughts in last. Why don't you tell me how you feel about this song? What kind of, what, how many boom hours do you give this song, Jeff? Um, okay. So oh, what, did I, what did I give the last one? I was four. Um, and how do I compare this with the last two songs? So, um, let's see. I can tell you. Just give me a second here. Uh, you've you you've gave, got the, you've got that down you there. Four yeah. seconds. Four. Um, nope. You gave it three point five orange traffic lights, and you gave. We did three point five. I gave um, falling for the first time. I believe a five. I'm I think flying all the way to the top. I, I, That's what way up there. I went. You I did, went high on you that. You gave falling for the first time five stains. Okay. So five stains, right? Okay, so um, I I think for this one I, I can't quite give it that level that I would give uh, falling for the first time and and some other songs that I may potentially be on for, um, because to get that that amazing five Boomhauer rating, it's got to have it's got to have the uh, the punch, the lyrics, and everything. That said, um, I absolutely love the song. I think it's fantastic. It does what it set out to do. Um, I'm going to give this 4.75 boom hours. Wow, that's a good score. I'm going to give, I'm going to give yeah. Um, like I said, just because the lyrics work where they need to work. It's fun. Um, I'm going to give a 4.75 simply on the fun value alone. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. I I was struggling this week, this week with this one because I don't want to put it on a certain level with cer- certain songs. Right. But I also have to understand, like, as you were saying, this isn't the seriousness of call and answer. It's not the seriousness of Brian Wilson or it, it's it's more on the level of like, even so, it's not alcohol. Alcohol is a very serious song that's done in a very fun way. Um, right. This is fully a playful song and it's meant it's, to be as such. Um, right. Another postcard would be a, a comparison type song. Um so using right. those songs <laughs> as my comparison, um, I like this better than Fox on the Run. So I'm going to give it a 4.6. I, I 4.6 okay. Boomhauer. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like I said, I mean, if we were to rate this on a different scale, I mean, if Go we're ahead. looking at a Warren Drug scale or a Flag scale or a Great Provider scale, that kind of thing, it, it's a different scale, you know, and that kind of, Brian Wilson, it's a different scale. But um, I don't want to downplay it because of that because i think it is a fantastic song in its own right and like i said you know it's just one that um you just can have a lot of fun with and in that sense it works and and i i can't i can't hurt it for that but i just it's got to be on different same thing as with the children's songs like it's got to be on a different scale right exactly right right. and it's yeah, it's a, it's definitely uh, we're we're rating this. It's a, it's the apples and oranges scale, I think, compared to some of the other stuff. Definitely. Um, <clears throat> and this is an orange, I guess. I almost forgot to mention the appearance for this week are the two times that they actually played this live. One of which is the two thousand Junos, um, which we were just talking about. So go out and and watch that. Um, and then there's another live performance I'll also be po- posting up. And those are our two uh, live, those are our two appearances for this week. Tell you what, <clears throat> I was looking through here and I think there might be another person that has you on appearances at this point. Or two people. What? I think Justin and Andrew from the Monster Squad Minute actually have four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've got four because they did they did the trilogy, they did the snack time trilogy. Oh, okay. So uh, you're gonna have to come back here on, on another song, and then I can give you I can give the the t-shirt back to you. I can give it back to you. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. fine. That's fine. I haven't I haven't looked at the list in a while, so I don't know what what we have coming up from this point on. Well, next week um, we have so. give it back to you, but I don't think that's we have someone else coming for that one. So um, okay, but definitely we'll have you come on. 
Okay, so, sounds so good. So you can earn your shirt back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I definitely won War on Drugs, but that's way, way probably in three years. Oh, that's that's putting it nicely. Three years. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't even want to look at where that one falls on the shelf. Oh. I'd be up, oh. For, maybe, I'd be up for maybe Katie, but that's still a while, always uh, down there, too. So. Yeah. Oh. 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 Wait a minute. I haven't even plugged in oh, all wait, those wait. songs in yet. Yeah, that's how far down. I, it I is. will. I will say this. I'm gonna early claim life in a nutshell. All right. Yeah. I will. I will put you. I, I want that because that that is definitely one of my favorites. So <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'll put you down for Warren I'm, Jones. I'm, I'll put you down for for life in a nutshell. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week and for for like coming in last minute i really super appreciate it. i don't know what's going on not with a problem like maybe he'll come back i hope he does but like that was really weird i've never had a guest space like that he's a he's a busy man no he gets he gets calls and you know that's it's just the way it is yeah i mean he's a really good great yeah. guy so i, I don't hold I, it I hope he him. i hope he doesn't i hope he doesn't star 69 that's that's all i have to Ooh, say yes. yes yeah yeah because then then he might know where that call came from and this could end badly but why because I'm the one that called him. Uh, I mean, oh, I mean, oh, oh, you oh, call- oh, I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, Jeff, <laughs> I'm not going to hold it back oh, against you this time. because we had I a great conversation. Iron, I told him he left the iron on. I, I won't, I won't tell Aaron that you were the cause of this. Yeah, please don't. don't. Please don't. He, he won't hold yeah. it against you. Yeah, I can't, I can't get him to stay around long enough when I'm on anyway. So don't. don't one of these days. Well, thank you for joining us. <laughs> uh, you know, on the airwaves, join us next week for Give It Back to You, and I hope to talk to you soon. Yes, have a good night, everyone. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets, except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.